Hey, hey, what's going on out there? This is Matthew Johnson with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. In this week's episode, we're going to go over some numbers. So if numbers is not your thing, you probably want to skip to next week's episode. Because I want to get into some details in a report from the African American Network Against Alzheimer's. I'm going to talk about more macro level, broad overview of the key findings from their report. Let's get into it. Dementia in black and white. So as I do, when I'm looking at someone else's report or research, I want to give them credit. This is from usagainstalzheimers.org. So if you wanted to find out where I'm sourcing this from and go pull this entire report and get all the specifics and all the data, it is all there. Usagainstalzheimers.org. And the report is African American Network Against Alzheimer's. I guess that's a subgroup within us against Alzheimer's. But the report says uh, key findings and policy recommendations, the cost of Alzheimer's and other dementia for African-Americans. That is the report that we are going to talk about today. And it is sobering, really, to, you know, just hear about these numbers. You know, sometimes we. Think about what we're going through on a day to day and the struggle that we are having, particularly if we are dealing with a loved one with this disease. But this report makes it clear that you are not alone in terms of the burden. And it talks about the financial burden specifically, as well as other burdens that exist in the African-American community and how that burden might be disproportionate on the African-American community. So let's get into it under the executive summary. It says that while African-Americans make up 13.6% of the population, they bear a third of the costs of Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. So 13.6% of the population, but 33 and a third is what I would consider a third, but 33% or so of the total cost because African-Americans are overrepresented in terms of people with this disease. It says more than 20% of Americans with Alzheimer's are African-Americans. So even though we're only 13.6% of the population in the U.S., we're over 20% of those with the disease. So overrepresented. And then of course, as we learned with the pandemic here in 2020, going into 2021, African-Americans are overrepresented in a lot of the comorbidities that can be markers or, you know, kind of indicators or predispose you for, uh, you know, dementia and whatnot high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, those types of things. African-Americans are also overrepresented there. And of course, I want to get into the cause of that. And this podcast is going to spend less than 20 minutes with you here. But 
there might be a need for if you want to have a better understanding of why that is in terms of the stressors, post-traumatic stress from being an enslaved group of people. And all of that is all behind the scenes, perhaps, and the racism in the healthcare system and all of that. There might be reasons why that exists. But the fact of the matter is the statistics indicate that that exists, that we are overrepresented having only being 13% of the population, but over 20% of those with the disease and over 30% bearing the cost. So economic impact says that the economic burden of Alzheimer's and other dementias for African-Americans was $71.6 billion in 2012. So these numbers are a little old. I'm not sure exactly how old this report is. I didn't see a date on it, but I suspect just given the fact that they're quoting numbers from 2012, that the report is probably an older report. But even still, the numbers are just jarring to know 71 billion of economic burden for African-Americans. And just to juxtapose that against recent numbers, and this is not listed here, but I've seen this in other research that I've done in terms of the wealth status of African-Americans that African-Americans have about on average two thousand dollars worth of wealth compared to 11 or $111,000 worth of wealth for the average white family in America. So when you think that a disease like this has this strong of an economic impact on the wealth of African Americans, you can see that that could be a contributing factor to why, of course, again, all type of systemic issues that have led to that, housing discrimination and all of that. But today it's difficult to keep up with the cost for taking care of a loved one. If on average your net worth is $2,000, right? So just to see the connection between this and, you know, what's going on again on the macro level, the larger, the larger environment for, African-Americans. And then it goes on to say that the full impact of Alzheimer's disease cannot be expressed in dollars as the disease exacts an emotional burden on families and a physical and psychological burden on caregivers. So they're really looking at the numbers, right? How much is spent on direct medical costs? How much is spent on adult daycare and all of those numbers are here, by the way, so I'm not going to list all the numbers so as to not make this too wonky of a podcast, but you can look at the report and see how many billions are spent in each of these categories, how much is spent on nursing homes. So they're kind of quantifying those costs, but what's not told is the impact on the caregivers emotionally. And there's probably some cost associated with that for a caregiver who has access to mental health resources, physical health resources. They might have more blood pressure issues, more, you know, anxiety issues to deal with as a result of being a caregiver. And those costs of that, that's not covered or the loss of wages an individual might have to take off work, reduce their hours, those types of costs, of course, further impact the ability for that person to build wealth again, to leave a legacy for their loved ones, 
all of that, that all of that is additional impact. That's not even discussed as we talk about all these billions of dollars that individuals spend. And then it says that we can expect the cost of Alzheimer's disease for African-Americans to more than double by 2050. So it's a dire situation today. And as we look to the future, if there's nothing done now and in the near future, this issue is going to get worse. Double by 2050. That is, a, again, a very, very large impact. It also says here that current estimates indicate that about half of patients with Alzheimer's ever receive a diagnosis. And the picture is even worse for African-Americans who tend not to be diagnosed at all. It says later, if at all. So that just really speaks to the importance of making sure that you yourself, first of all, if you are getting to a ripe age and even before then, I would say even as early as your thirties, start to ask your doctor, in addition to giving you a physical, get a checkup from the neck up as well. Learned that in the support group that I just joined here recently. A checkup from the neck up. The doctors, generally speaking, probably don't have it on the front of their mind that we should be doing something to benchmark where your brain is, where you are in terms of cognition. But the best way to do that and to have that as part of your health record is for you to be your best advocate. And of course, for your loved one as well. Just ask. They won't have a problem with it. It's another additional couple of minutes doing some of the other vitals. Well, that's vital to your brain's health is vital as well. And the way you sort of can measure that and start to get at least a foundational analysis in place, not asking you to get a brain scan. I think that's an unnecessary test. But just to get a sense of what's going on, uh, One of the memory exams or the short tests, they have a couple of different ones that you can take. Just ask you some questions, do a short ranking and rating of that and just document that. And then every couple of years, do another one just to see if there's any degradation in your cognition. If you have any mild cognitive impairment. Because to the extent that you can get in early and there's really not a whole lot out there. I know there's got some genomes that they can follow. I understand those tests might be expensive and intrusive in terms of how they get to see if there's amyloid plaque that's building up in your brain or what have you. But just before that, just to have a little indication of how your brain health is, ask the docs to do a checkup from the neck up as well as the other vitals that they take so that you can start to pay attention to that. And to the extent that you recognize it early, you can get through all of the denial, which will likely happen if that is the case for you or your loved one and have more time to put together a plan 
a primary plan and a backup plan for how you will address that condition. And of course, just as an aside, generally speaking, we all should also be focusing on our wealth building and leaving a legacy for our loved ones. So to whatever extent you can invest time into paying attention to not just being a consumer in this society, having the latest name brands, but rather what are you investing in? How much of your money is actually working for you outside of you just working for your money, right? So that you have something just in case, whether that be you investing in a long-term care insurance policy, other types of insurance, those are investments, but I'm going beyond that, that you have some real estate that's making some money that you put money in savings bonds or stock market, other high earning interest accounts where interest can compound and that you save first to put a certain amount of money aside, have a goal of at least 10% of your income going into savings. And then of course you want to increase that over time. Just that's generally speaking for your own retirement, you're going to need that. But if you also have this nest egg set aside and growing it can help if you end up needing to take care of yourself or a loved one with the disease. And then, of course, they talk about in the report some legislation that they are trying to get across the HOPE Act, Health Outcomes Planning and Education for the Alzheimer's Act. Um, support people who support that type of work, that type of legislation. That's something that you can do as well. There's a lot of money and research being done on things like cancer and heart disease. And that is wonderful to see every NFL player wearing a pink tennis shoe or a pink ribbon on their uniform and all of that. But the cost associated and the impact of this disease is going to probably reach the levels of those other conditions. And there should be more done in this area as well. Maybe they should wear a purple ribbon to recognize Alzheimer's. There should be more runs and races and walks for raising awareness about this. But we have to do all that we can so that we reduce the impact of this condition on our community do some grassroots stuff starting from the bottom and working our way up. All right. Well, that is it. Again, you can look at that report us against Alzheimer's, the cost of Alzheimer's and other dementia for African-Americans, just a short about three, four page report that's out there. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of Dementia in Black and White. Thank you for tuning in, for listening. I appreciate you taking the time. And as always, yes, take care of your loved one. Absolutely. But even more important than that, take care of yourself. Because you want to be here for them. And you want to be here for those who depend on you. Until next week, this has been Dementia in Black and White. I'm out.